We've got a classic restaurant roundup for you on Access Louisville this week. Plus, we've got an update on one of the biggest construction projects in town. I'm Laurel Deppin, that was David Mann, and you are listening to the Access Louisville podcast. Thanks for joining us. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news along with plenty of sharp opinions on what's happening here in Louisville, Kentucky. This week, we have Michael Jones. How are you doing out there? And Ellie Tolbert. Hi. All right, so let's get started with this classic restaurant roundup that all of the fans want to hear about. Michael, Harvey's Cheese Shop has a new concept. Is it not cheese anymore? (laughs) Well, it is cheese, but Brent Mills, the owner, is from Sydney, Australia, and it's been his dream to have an Australian restaurant in Louisville. Oh. And so uh, back in February, they closed at uh, Logan Street Market, and they moved to uh, Frankfurt Avenue, uh, which um, into the spot that used to be Marin, uh, a ramen place that Griffin Pollen had, and um, now they're going. They're going to reopen in March, and they will have have like a the a cheese case and everything. They even have a certified uh, cheese professional on hand. I didn't know you needed a certification (laughs) for that. There is. You can. And I guess it's like a a wine professional. Yeah, it is. She's, she's certified by the, um, American cheese society. And apparently it's really hard to get. That's what one of the owners told me. So this, this Australian concept, is it going to be in the same location as the cheese shop or something different? Oh yes. Yes. It's going to, it's going to serve, They're going to serve lunch and uh, dinner, but they will also have like this case with cheese. And also the cheese will be incorporated into the restaurant menu. Okay. And did they talk about the menu at all? Like what makes it Australian? (laughs) Yeah. Well, see, um, we... Uh, think about like I guess shrimp on the Barbie or something yeah, and or crocodile ca- Dundee kangaroos. Maybe? Yeah. I think about back steakhouse. Yeah, oh, but yeah. Um, you know, so uh, Mills was telling me that Australian cuisine is actually very diverse because you have the indigenous people there right. who influenced it, and then after it was colonized, there were waves of immigrants from uh, like Chinese. Uh, Middle Eastern, and so they in in our, um, you know they put their own spin on the food. They brought their food with them, and so uh, I think I just had like the um, in uh, the the Aussie board for two in my uh, story. But one thing that they that I did mention in my story that um, you. Um, they told me about which I thought was funny. They say uh, a burger with a lie is a popular thing in um, Australia. It's a burger with a raw oyster on it, oh. and there's there's like a lot of seafood in their um, um, uh, menu, you know. Yeah, and so um, uh, one of them uh, they have like um, let's see. 
I can't pronounce some of these fish. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, one of the dishes that is a, Cl- a Clifton pork roll with a slow roasted soy glazed pork shoulder mm. and uh, pickled carrots and a bunch of other things. I mean, this guy's a fine dining chef. Oh, yeah. yeah. It definitely but sounds it's just like, like it. not like I think in America we're just so used to like Italian mm. and uh, French and even German food that we just don't think of Australia. But, you know, now it's the test to see if we're really a foodie town. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I could see it catching on. I mean, like. 10, 15 years ago, you didn't have Korean uh, places as much as you do now. And, you know, things come on. You didn't have, you know, ramen wasn't that big, you know, a couple decades ago. Now there's ramen places all over, you yeah. know. So, so maybe Australian is the next. Uh, it could be starting a trend. Yeah. <laughs> could be. Can I ask a question? Go yeah. off script. Do you know how he ended up in Louisville? So Mills actually quit his job as corporate research and development chef at Atria C- Singer Living to uh, follow his dream and open this restaurant. Okay. So. I thought it was nice because his wife had a nice comment in there that was like she was proud of him for doing that and following his dream. So. Yeah, Very cool. to do something unique, and yeah. this is unique. Yeah, <laughs> I'm and excited. It's, it's still called Harvey's? It, it's called Harvey's. Before it was Harvey's Cheese and Nosh, and now it's just called simply Harvey's. And they have two children, and Harvey is their son. Oh, so that's sweet. So it's named after their son. Oh, man, I hope the, the other, other, other one doesn't <laughs> yeah. get jealous. Boy. I know, they yeah. have to open another restaurant uh, yeah. and name it after other child. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll switch gears a little bit. But, David, didn't we just have a local bar that was named Bar of the Year? Yes. From this, Whiskey Magazine? Yes, from a national <laughs> the magazine. prestigious? Of all the bars... All around the world. All the gin joints. All the whiskey joints. (laughs) All the whiskey joints in the city of Louisville. (laughs) Not just this year, but last year, too. Yeah, I was thinking I had heard that (laughs) before. Two years in a row. Uh, And it's Bourbon's Bourbon's Bistro on uh, Frankfurt Avenue. I'm trying to find that story. (laughs) I just had it pulled up. Um, But, yeah, they uh, there it is right there. So, yeah, they just got uh, one... uh, Bar of the Year in the American region, so not all over the world, but all over America, um, in the um, in the 2023 competition. The owner said he was surprised to hear their name called again, uh, but they were certainly honored. He said it was an honor for the team, and uh, uh, this bar's been here for 18 years, he said. Um, yeah, um, but another bourbon story we just did. Uh, Ellie, you just wrote this one. Uh, you did an update on number 15, and I, I turned to uh, Haley the other day, and I was like, Ellie's got that update on number 15. And Haley said, what's number 15? So (laughs) I think the whole world wants to know. So what's number 15? (laughs) Yeah. um, So it's kind of a Kentucky-centric entertainment concept. It's going to have food. It's going to have like an event rental space, a balcony bar, a penthouse suite. Um, So it's on Whiskey Row at uh, 121 West Main Street. And this company called um, the Numbers Holding Company has bought the whole building and they're renovating each floor and each floor is having just a different um, kind of attraction. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
So they are opening in the spring of this year, so construction's finishing up, and they just had some new renderings for us to kind of get a look of what the inside's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see those renderings on our website. Hmm. Um, what is that? Bizjournals.com slash Louisville. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I think it's going to be a cool – I haven't really heard of, you know, places going in, buying a whole, you know, five-story building right. and putting – different attractions kind of on each floor mm-hmm. so that's an interesting concept uh they've done the same thing they're i think they're based in colorado and they've done one of these in colorado called number 38 the name is a reference to the state you know the we're ne- the 15th yeah. state in the union or whatever um so so that's yeah. cute mm-hmm. i like that i like it too it's like i like that kentucky's the 15th state in the union it's like we had to let the original 13 colonies like work things out and then we're like right. okay all right, we'll, we'll, we'll jump in that? with you guys right, well, <laughs> right. yeah. yeah we're such followers <laughs> they did a trial run yeah. and we had to see how yeah. it worked out it's working <laughs> enough we'll do it yeah all right and then you, also you wrote about a new place tiger sugar what's that gonna well tell us where it's going and what it is yeah so it is a boba tea shop um, and it's opening at 1501 Bardstown Road so that's where Lulu's frozen yogurt used to be mm-hmm. um, and it's like right at the intersection of Bardstown Road and Eastern Parkway. Um, so yeah, so they're opening. I talked with the uh, or the franchisee. This is a it's a franchise, so they have them in a bunch of different states. But um, I talked to the franchisee, and she said they're hoping to open by the end of February. So it sounds like it could be within the next week or so. Um, so yeah, yeah. I can't remember if we had this conversation on the podcast or just in real life, but. there's just more beverages now and it just seems (laughs) like they're just like everyone wants a new beverage and and boba tea is taking things over what is it your mom said about us being a beverage generation oh yeah well my mom did she's gonna love this because she's (laughs) She's a listener listener. yes shout out to my mom um, (laughs) she uh she said that we're just like a beverage yeah, where Gen Z is like a beverage generation. Gen T. Gen Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we're always just into like the, you know, uh caffeinated beverages like um Alani New or yeah. Focus or And like Flavor Man had seen or, that too, right? Mm, they they were yeah. kind of saying the same thing just yeah. <laughs> Flavor Man and my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Critics are raving <laughs> Flavor Man edge. and Ellie's mom. I think it's there. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Uh, let's see, Michael. And then you had a story about a new ramen shop uh, yes, earlier yes. earlier this week, and, and people are excited about that one, it seems. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I was surprised. Like, sometimes, you know, you just write a story. You do the same thing every time. You never know what's going to take off and grab people's attention. But I wrote about a ramen shop um, coming to Old Louisville, where the old Barry's uh, cheesesteak was mm-hmm. uh, at uh, Second and Oak Street, mm-hmm. and it's uh, Rin Shoku Ramen, and it's uh, uh, right now it's a pop up business mm-hmm. uh, that's owned by Nick and Nicole Ruby, and uh, they um, plan to uh, open up in. Um, in May, that's everybody, every restaurant I ever talked to, they want to be open by May. Of course, of Derby. Derby. Yeah, because yeah. of Derby. But um, they uh, are going to start out with dinner service, and, and they're going to focus on kind of grab and go. We have all these fine dining ramen restaurants, but actually in Japan, it's like a grab and go thing. Say. You know, you go to convenience stores or 
you know, a little carts or something, you can get a quick uh, lunch. And so they would they wanted to focus on that since you got all the college campuses. You got mm-hmm. U of L. You got Spalding. You get downtown workers uh, that are close by. Yeah, it uh, it definitely took off. A lot of people excited on Facebook about it, and um, I love that I accidentally capitalized ramen shop in the script. I don't know why I did that, but uh, <laughs> proper um, noun, proper noun, <laughs> ramen shop. Um, but uh, let's uh, let's switch gears here. We'll talk. We'll go away from restaurants here for a bit. I'm sure they'll come back. Um, and let's talk about One Park North, Ellie. You were just uh, following this project. This is over Grinstead at um, Lexington Road. Yeah. The old Jim Porters, for people old enough to remember Jim Porters. Um, I remember it being a vacant Jim <laughs> yeah. Porters. <laughs> I was going to say, Michael might remember Jim Porters. but uh, <laughs> uh, well, When I moved back here from... Um, going to uk i worked at phoenix hill mm-hmm. which is owned by the same people that own jim porters and sometimes i would have to go there but i've never been there as a patron. i actually never went there as a patron <laughs> and i went to phoenix hill that's uh, why it's closed yeah it's because yeah. michael do, l jones and david didn't do enough. Didn't didn't go. Do enough. it was uh you know one of those bars you'd hear advertising on the radio and stuff but anyway it's been gone for a while and now uh you know there's a plan to put pretty high-end development there. So what's the uh, update on One Park North? Yes, so One Park North um, was approved. Well, the rezoning for the area was approved by Metro Council last week. Um, And so this is a project from Jefferson Development Group. It includes um, two buildings, one with 10 stories, one with 17 stories. I think it includes, like, apartments, um, some, you know, retail, some office, a little bit of everything. so as you can see, it's been a long process because there's been a lot of people kind of against that much density in that mm-hmm. area. But um, but it was approved. The rezoning was approved last week. So uh, I think the next steps are kind of – there's some things about financing. and Yeah. Then of course, like – I kind of wonder what's going on, but we'll get to that in a minute. Right. I thought Councilman Andrew Owen had a good point because there is all this talk about uh, development in the area, and people are like, oh, that's too big, that's too big. So what was Andrew, Andrew Owen's point on this? Yes, yeah, so he is the uh, council person that represents District 9, which that's in District 9. Um, and so at the Metro Council meeting, he had, of course, some things to say. And um, while he was you know, saying that there are people in that district that both approve and disapprove of the project, he was ultimately going to vote in favor of it because of... Um, mainly like trying to limit urban sprawl. Um, He was like, if we don't build in these areas, people are always talking about how we don't want, you know, more and more things growing east into Shelby County and Spencer County and south into Bullock County. Um, The only way to combat that is by putting density in our urban areas and there's space for it there. Yeah. So um, he was like, that limits things like pollution because people are commuting less Mm -hmm. that limits... Um, sprawl, like I said, and yeah. um, it also potentially there's uh, they I think they have a there's either like ten percent or five percent affordable housing um, in the plan, uh, so not a lot of affordable housing, which was another concern people had. But he was like, more we're just 
we need more housing. Yeah, period. at this point, Whether we just need more housing. Right, and yeah. so they, they talked about how it's a supply and demand issue. One thing that will make housing prices go down is more housing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so yeah, so they, that was what his reason of why he ultimately decided to Yeah, I know the city is right now looking at our land development code and they're wanting to, they're focusing on what they call uh, middle housing, like townhouses and different things like that to build density right um, in the cities. And uh, for the same reason that you're talking about. So and I, I think that the uh, Metro Council probably is going to take that up um, either this year or early next year. Um, I talked to Joel Dock uh, from um, the city who's working on this. And uh, he said that they were waiting for the new administration Mm -hmm. because they want to start something at the end of one administration and then, you know, have Mm -hmm. to wait. They have um, to redo some efforts or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And I thought it was a good point. I mean, I think people live where they can afford to live. And if if you don't have enough housing in the urban core, then they're going to go live in Shelby County or Bullock County or, um, you know, kind of out out in the area but you know if you want people to live in in the urban core you're gonna have to build more houses we had a story uh i wrote something about housing in the highlands mm-hmm. and it was that. basically said that the people who work at the restaurants can't afford to live there yeah. <laughs> yeah. and uh you have like a lot of the housing that's taken up by like airbnb type mm-hmm. so it's yeah. absentee landlords mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it didn't always used to be that way. Like, it used to be that a lot of different income levels could live in the highlands, but nowadays they can. I mean, now it's like you're either renting or you're um, you're living somewhere else. So. I, I'm old enough to remember when the highlands was a dump. Oh, <laughs> yeah, wow. Back yeah. in the 80s. And <laughs> <laughs> like, anybody could live in the highlands. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, it's like, it's mixed income now because you got a lot of renters and, and that sort of thing there. But the people who own property in the Highlands, I imagine that property is very expensive. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> I haven't really checked the prices. but And this is kind of in the Highlands, like the project. Yeah, it's so near. not to say the project yeah. is going to like fix the issues, but you know, yeah. that was one of their reasoning. Who knows? We'll see it's it's a drop happens. in the bucket right. toward the mm-hmm. bigger issue. But, yeah. uh, but anyway, yeah. And then I just want to touch base. You know, we had talked about One Park South. That's going across the street where the old gas station was and Lemu and mm-hmm. um, and that sort of thing. But, you know, that got approval in 2019, and yeah. it's still an old gas station in Lemu at this point. Yes. <laughs> so, um, no problem with Lemu. Lemu's great. Right, but, Lemu, but <laughs> yeah. an old gas station. But yeah. That gas station. And, by the way, I used to go to that gas station all the time, and I was, like, so sad when it closed because they mm-hmm. seem like nice people that are in that place. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, no word yet. I think that uh, – JDG wanted to get approval on both of the projects before they started construction on one part south. Um, I think potentially what will come next, although they haven't ever said this on the record, JDG hasn't, but um, is DRB had a story that they were seeking a TIF for the uh, one park north project. Mm. (laughs) And so they had to, uh, they have to apply for that through Metro Council. Well, um, the old TIFF again. Right. <laughs> That's why I was just mouthing at Michael, not the TIFF. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Um, so I have a feeling that's what's going to come next before construction starts on Lynn Park South. And a TIF, Michael, a brief way to explain what a TIF is. It's uh, basically the it's a rebate back to the developer mm-hmm. to help them like build up Offset their capital the cost. Set. And, yeah. yeah. And so like um, the property tax, um, like they would get like usually it's 80% of it mm-hmm. uh, back over 20 years. And so we have a lot of them. That's a lot of tiffs. Yeah. <laughs> Not as much as Chicago though. Yeah, so we have yeah. that going for oh, us. Chicago's got more. They got some tiff problems. The thing is, um, you take that money and give it to the developers and there's no problem there, but you take that, that takes it away from other places that might use it like the schools. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. And like, you know, in the highlands, wouldn't that property value go up even without this development? (laughs) Right. That's supposed to be the test, you know, that you're adding something, but you know, um, we had a tip. There's like five tips in Nulu. (laughs) Yeah. The counterpoint is, Kentucky only has Kentucky's as I understand it people in development tell me that Kentucky has kind of an outdated system and the only tool we have for this sort of thing is TIF so yeah. it's the only tool we have we use it for everything it's like if you the only tool you have is a a hammer you know you're not screwing screws in you're yeah. hammering screws yeah. in so <laughs> so I think it's just one of those you know it's what we got yeah. so it's what we use but uh, yeah. um, anyway I always wonder about the names of these developments is there someone's job to say we're gonna call this one one park south <laughs> well I, I, one park south was called one park uh, and so I think because that one took what five yeah, six years, like years to finally yeah. get approved um, and then it wasn't called, you know, One Park South until they decided to do One Park North. Yeah. So, and then they kind of renamed the other one right. South. Yeah. yeah. I had uh, interviewed Gil Holland um, for upcoming cover story a couple of days ago. And he had this development that he's doing across uh, from his office on Portland Avenue. And I said, what are you going to call it? And he's like, I don't want to come up with a fancy name. I don't think I'm going to call it anything. And yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. We should do a whole show naming. Uh, naming Just on different uh, names of developments. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we oh, could do a quiz. And I'm <laughs> also, oh, gosh. And Ellie would win the quiz. I know. I would either she has or an I advantage. Would fail miserably. And I would, you all would be like, Should you, you, you know should this? know this. <laughs> this was from your really story. Can I be the job? moderator? Yeah, you could quiz? maybe ask okay. the questions. That's a good idea, actually, mm-hmm. because. We would take all those names from your stories, yeah. <laughs> and then you would know all of them. So, all right, we'll look forward to that on a future show. Um, I, we we need to do more quizzes, um, but uh, anyway, I think that's all we have for you this week. Uh, before we go, we'll do the usual thing: go around the room here, and you guys can share what your social media handles are. I'm on LinkedIn under my name Laurel Deppin, and on Twitter at Laurel. Ellie, where can people find you? I'm on LinkedIn under my name, Eleanor Tolbert, and on Twitter at BFLU Eleanor. And Michael. I am on LinkedIn under Michael Jones, and I am on Twitter at BFLU Michael. All right. You can find me on Twitter under my handle, DMAN3001, or on LinkedIn under my real name, David A. Mann. Uh, if you like this podcast, you can find it on popular podcast services, including Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Thank you very much, Laurel, Ellie, and Michael. Thank you guys for listening to us at home, and we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>